1: Hello beautiful. I'm so happy that you clicked play on today's episode. This is a topic. This is a, I mean, it really was a life experience for me and still is that I've been wanting to share about more deeply. And had a few clients actually in the past couple of weeks bring this topic up or ask questions about it for their own lives. And I thought, okay, let me make a post. Let me make a post on Instagram. I can share about it. And then I really thought, I was like, this journey of choosing to take my power back, choosing power you know, over alcohol, over my former relationship with drinking socially, you know, this is something that I could really talk about in depth and really share about, and maybe one person can hear what I'm saying and it inspires them. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing more about my journey with, you know, choosing my freedom over alcohol. And there's a few disclaimers that I want to say before we dive in. So the first is that I myself have zero judgments around those who drink alcohol. I don't mind being around it at all. Literally doesn't bother me. And I have no interest in persuading you. That's not why I'm here today. So I want you to know that there's no shame. There's no judgment. I don't have an angle here. I'm purely sharing my story. And I always trust whenever I share a post or a podcast that there's going to be something I say and that at least one person, something will click. It will open up something. It will have them question another way. And that's why I'm sharing. I also want to preface and say that you know, I'm not an expert in this area. Um, You know, I, the, the short of it is that I have chosen to, you know, move away from having alcohol be a part of my life. And of course, I'm going to share more of that with you. You know, I never did any formal recovery. I never did you know aa or anything like that so um i i don't even categorize myself as sober that's not even a label i really identify with this is a purely a personal and spiritual choice that i made and so what i've noticed is that i've had clients come to me and say hey you know, I really want to move away from binge drinking or I, you know, I don't want to be in an experience where I drink too much or feel hungover. Like what are some tips around that? And that's when I started going, Oh, maybe people are at the place I was in 2018 when I chose something different. So let me give you some backstory. So here I am today, just for reference, I'm 31 years old. So I'm 31 and long time ago, I, I, I feel old, but a long time ago, I went to college. I went to Chico state and I loved my college experience. I look back on it so fondly. I feel zero like, Oh my God, like embarrassment or, you know, whoa, I like drank too much. Like nothing like that because I loved my college experience. I had a beautiful balance of partying every weekend, being able to be with my friends, drink, have a good time, dance. And, you know, still made it to class on Monday or Tuesday, whenever I had classes, graduated in four years and made incredible friendships. And I feel very complete with my college experience. And I'm so grateful for that. So, you know, high school, college, definitely drinking every weekend. I would drink, um, you know, not remember. I definitely had wild anxiety, but I was really clear that this was the time to enjoy myself. And so I have no feelings around that. Right. Then after I graduated college, I moved to San Francisco and it was college part two for me, Um, you know, had pretty much a lot of the same friend group, you know, some people who were older, who had been living in San Francisco. It was like partying, but you have money and so that was cool, right? Being able to go to bars, being able to, um, you know, afford what drinks you want, right? And so it kind of continued for me there. And then into my twenties, you know, still drinking. I actually dated someone who didn't drink alcohol, who was completely sober. So that had me drink less, but I still had that desire, right? I still had that feeling of like, oh, I want to, I want to drink every experience seemed better with alcohol. That was how my mind worked. Right. I would always think like, oh, if only I had a glass of wine, if only, you know, I had alcohol and I always made sure to have it with me whenever, you know, I was doing a fun event. Right. And so much of it has to do with the people you're around because, you know, for a long time, alcohol was like not even, a second thought. It was just always there. It's very normal. Right. So when you're around that, your experience is like, Oh yeah. Alcohol. Sure. Let's drink. Let's have a glass of wine. It's very, you know, and then it's also legal. Right. So there's bars, there's happy hours, like sometimes at work, they'll serve, you know, drinks, like it's very normal. It's very, very normal. Right. It's very much part of our culture. So then in my, you know, I would say 25, 26, 27, right. That was, you know, here I am getting older. These were also the years that I was single, Um, spent a lot of time with friends, happy hours, you know, Sunday fun day, right. And this was it was definitely more controlled at this point, but there were still, you know, shots here and there, but that was my life. It was, you know, you go out Friday nights, most of the time Saturday um, and you work, right? And so it was very much the paradigm of you work during the week, maybe happy hour on Thursday. And then it's like the weekend you let loose. And what what I noticed would happen is that I would have massive anxiety come Sunday. Um, maybe I wouldn't get the things done. I wanted to, I would feel regretful. I would feel hungover. I missed my orange theory workout and got charged for it. I am like, God, I would, I spent a hundred dollars last night. Geez, I, you know, I shouldn't have spent that. And it, it, I felt anxious, but never did it cross my mind. Like, Hey, Valerie, maybe you don't need to drink all the time because that was just the way, right. It's like, that's what my friends were doing. We would go, you know, to, um, restaurants and we'd share a bottle of wine and it was really fun. And at the core of it, it was me bonding with my girlfriends. It was us having a good time, right? Like spending that time together because there is that beautiful time in your life where you're not married. You don't have a family yet. You're really, your only responsibilities are, you know, to wake up on time for work and pay your bills, right? That's kind of it you know, at a certain point. And so I definitely was in the recognition of that where, you know, I wasn't an entrepreneur yet. So the bills were going to get paid. And at the end of the day, I just wanted to be close to my girlfriends, right? It's like you're catching up and you're bonding, you're telling stories. And, you know, at that time, alcohol really um, enhanced that. Loved going to happy hours and, you know, I love deals like all of that, right? And so that was very normal. So here is the turning point for me. So when I I had lived in San Diego and you know, I've shared that randomly. It felt very random on my end. I came into work one day when I was in my corporate job in San Diego and they said, you know, hey, your department is being dissolved. We're doing some restructuring and you can interview to stay with the company, but we would move you to Nashville. So I set my intention on that, manifested, you know, getting the role that I wanted. It was a promotion. Within a month, I'm living in Nashville. And it was really awesome. It was like sensory overload. I'm in a new place. I get to explore new places. You know, it's like the bachelor, bachelorette capital of the world. Um, really fun. Right. And here's what ended up happening. So, um, Well, you know, I had one night where I drank too much. It was like a day and night. And this was, and and here I'm going to be really real for a moment and share with you that the times with alcohol where I wouldn't know how much I drank or, you know, would drink too much, not remember, which it got fewer and further between the older I got, but it was still something I did. This was a pattern of self sabotage. Self sabotage, right? Knowing, hey, you have a limit that after, you know, three glasses of wine or whenever you're drinking hard alcohol, you know, things get fuzzy. And I would have patterns of self sabotage of just not caring. And this was reflective because, you know, it's like how you are in one area of your life, you're that way in other areas. So, there were other areas I was self-sabotaging, right? So I was self-sabotaging progress. Didn't really have a vision. I didn't have goals I was moving toward. And, you know, drinking was an outlet for me, okay? What ended up happening next was, you know, that time I just moved to Nashville, drank like all day into the night, didn't remember, you know, woke up and that was my, come to Jesus moment where I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, Valerie, you're 20. I was 27 at the time, almost 28. And I remember thinking like, how long is this going to be acceptable to you? Like, are you like, how long is this going to feel good to you? And so right away I made a decision in a split second. I was like, no more of this, you know, letting go and then being in major self beat up major anxiety that was last, you know, if I went out on a Saturday then I would spend all Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, still feeling anxious, just trying to bury myself in work. And then it's like by Wednesday I was okay. And then, you know, Friday rolls around and you're drinking again. Right. And so at that moment, that's when I really started to get into podcasts and I started to, um, you know, enjoy learning audibles. I went down a rabbit hole, which was really awesome. And, I started meditating. I created a morning ritual practice, right? So I would actually wake up and enjoy waking up. And it wasn't, you know, before that, it was how long can I sleep and can I lay my outfit out and how fast can I get ready? I started looking forward to mornings. I started creating extra space and really raising my vibration every day. I had started to really not enjoy being in corporate America And I also was conscious that, Hey, this is paying, this is beautifully funding, you know, me being able to invest in a coach and all these books and programs. So I get to love this space. I remember really raising my vibration in the morning, being really intentional about my morning so that I could go into work and give and serve kind of, (laughs) you know, bare minimum. Right. And, um, what ended up happening was, I would still, you know, and I had a great friend group in Tennessee and there was still the drinking, which it wasn't bad. It was very casual. These were women who, you know, it was really fun nights together, have a bottle of wine, drink together. Um, It was really balanced and what ended up happening was I would have just one glass of wine. Maybe we had a girl's night. I have just one glass of wine. And the next day I would wake up and I would feel so anxious, such low thoughts. You know, my body would feel really weird. It was, it just, it got to this point where I was like, is this worth it? Like, this doesn't fit. This doesn't make sense. Here I am doing all these things to constantly raise my vibration. And, you know, I get these dark thoughts the day after I drink, it really has nothing to do with the amount, but it's the alcohol in general. And at this point I had never considered not drinking because that would equal no fun and no friends for me. Right. The answer was always, you know, drink less. And then I got really inspired because the better I felt, the more productive I was. I remember thinking, okay, what would it look like if you experimented and tried not drinking for 30 days? which at the time felt like a death sentence. It felt like I'm going to have to give something up. I'm going to have to suffer. I'm not going to have fun. But, you know, it felt very heavy in my body to just never drink again. That wasn't what I wanted. And so I thought, what could I do for 30 days? And then I won't feel anxious. You know, what would open up for me if I could do this? And I remember thinking, you know, Oh, you can always go back. And I tried it and I viewed it as an experiment and some things happened. It was really, really tough. And it was more of a mindset. Like I had to reprogram myself because, you know, here I am at this point, I was 28. It was June, 2018 when I did this experiment. So here it is, I'm 28 and I've been drinking you know, consistently, like at least, you know, once a week, right. Because of college and then, you know, a glass of wine when I'm watching Netflix with friends, like consistently for at this point, you know, 12 years, because of course there was some drinking in high school. So 12 years of it's like, alcohol is something I do. It's something I do with my friends. And here I am saying no to that part all of a sudden, So it definitely was a mindset F because in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to have as much fun or got to get through these 30 days. And then I, I really visited my intention. I said, well, okay, Valerie, what do you actually want? And so here are some things that I did. And I want to share this with you in case you have wondered, you know, how could I experiment? You know, what would life look like? How would I feel if I tried not drinking for a little bit? So the first thing that I did, the moment that I would start, you know, it'd be someone's birthday and I would know, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to drink. And that voice in my head would be like, you're not going to have fun right away. I would go, okay, well, what is my actual intention with going to this friend's birthday dinner? What do I want to experience? then I would think about it. I'd be like, oh, I want to, you know, connect. I really want to acknowledge the birthday girl. I want to see her face when she opens the gift. I want her to feel special. You know, I want to see all the other women who are going to go and, you know, experience friendship. And once I would be really clear on those things, I would ask, do I need alcohol to accomplish this? And the answer was, you know, no, (laughs) no. No, that's going to happen whether you're sober or not. So that was the biggest thing that shifted for me was I would get really grounded in my intention. The next thing I would do is I would use it as a time to serve. So I actually really enjoyed being able to take the burden off of my friends of you know Ubering or figuring out who's driving and meeting like, hey, actually I got, I'm going to drive us. And not only did it hold me accountable, but I felt really good. It felt really good to serve. It felt really good to, you know, support my friends, make sure everyone got home safe. You know, no one has to worry about paying. And so that was really awesome. I also enjoyed the aspect of, you know, not spending as much money. That wasn't my why, because the thing is, and let me just say this, your why, if you're going to explore freedom from alcohol, if you're going to explore a new relationship with alcohol, your why cannot be something that, you know, is associated with pain. So your why can't be like, oh, I want to save money. That's a plus, but it gets to be deeper than that. Right. And so for me, my why was like, I want to live a life where I don't feel robbed in the morning and feel really anxious and have these depressed, anxious, scary thoughts. Right. And they weren't suicidal thoughts, but certainly very dark, really sad. I would get in self beat up. I would replay, you know, every bad decision I've ever made, you know, Mondays, I would feel really dark and anxious because of this. So that's number one, right, is be really clear on your why. The next thing I would say is set that intention for what you want to experience. Use it as an opportunity to serve and support and also have a conversation with your friends. Let them know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm really wanting to try this thing where, I'm going to try to not drink alcohol or, you know, I'm really reexamining my relationship with alcohol and I'm trying it for the next 30 days. I want you to know, I have zero judgment of you. I want you to know that I'm committed to having fun, no matter what, I still want to spend a lot of time together. And this is also something I'm doing. So, you know, can I count on you for support and just really letting people in, giving them that permission and you will, you'll see, you know, your real friends are going to support you. And have you ever been in a situation where people you're, it's a social situation where people are drinking and people are like, you know, where's your drink? What do you want more? Why aren't you drinking? And that's because they have a fear of you not having fun or potentially judging them if you're not drinking. So you know you can really let people know like yeah i'm actually driving tonight or i'm not drinking or i'm not feeling well i mean say whatever you need to but you know people aren't going to be as grounded in your choice as you um and another piece of advice i would give to you is instead of saying the extreme of I'm giving up alcohol, I'm quitting alcohol, you know, I'm d- going like d- dry or whatever. Right. Look at it lighter, right. Decide I'm actually looking at and re-examining my relationship with alcohol. I'm seeing if there's a new way, you know, for me and alcohol to exist together. And that's it. It's an experiment. And here's the kicker. So, you know, this was 2018. And today I don't, I probably should have said this in the beginning. I don't drink alcohol. And that doesn't mean I haven't had a drink since then. In the last three years, I have. In that time, I started dating somebody in late 2018, where drinking was a very big part of their life. When we started dating, I did not drink. And I disclosed that and slowly, slowly, I started reintroducing alcohol back into my life, but this person and I were not a match because I was committed to a lifetime of feeling good, you know, that freedom And they, you know, weren't, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I noticed slipping back into that habit, right. Of not feeling good. So I had that beautiful polarity, that beautiful contrast to be able to realize, oh, okay, this is what happens if I go back into heavy drinking, because with this person, and this was also an element to us dating, it was, you know, always a drink with every meal, you know, before we go out, like, let's have a glass of wine. And it was, you know, beautiful, at that time, but it wasn't worth it <laughs> for me. And even just, I think it was, you know, March, I had a glass of wine. I wanted to celebrate um a launch that went really, really well in my business. And I went out to dinner and had a glass of wine, and I really, really enjoyed it in the moment. But I felt very tired for two days after, and I felt very anxious like really low energy, um, weird thoughts, like dark thoughts, like really questioning my abilities for about three days after just one glass of wine. So I was like, okay, I don't know if this is worth it. And the thing is, is that you, if you, especially if you are single, do not worry you may think, oh, alcohol is around. Like, how am I going to avoid it? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what other people do. You know, if you are single and dating and you're thinking about, you know, not having alcohol or whatnot, and you want to, you know, and so much of, you know, meeting on dates, right? is like, let's grab a drink. And so there's a couple of things you could do. The first is you could just outright be like, Hey, you know, um, like if they suggest going to a bar or happy, hour, you could be like, Hey, like, that sounds good. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Um, you know, if you can think of somewhere that we can go where you can get a cocktail and I could get a really good tea, that would be amazing. And the thing is, if you have committed to a lifestyle where you don't need to be around alcohol all the time, know that you know, some people that may not be a match for them and that's okay. Because imagine if you were with someone who their idea of a good Friday night is going out and drinking and meeting up with friends. And for you, you're like, I just want to stay in. I want to do breath work. I want to, you know, that's not going to be a match. So you want to be upfront with it at, you know, right away. You can also say to someone, if they're like, Hey, like let's meet for drinks. You could also say, Hey, like, I'm actually, you know, I'd love, I still would love to meet up and do something quick to get, you know, do something. Um, I actually don't drink during the week, you know, or I'm actually not going to drink tonight or drink, you know, I actually won't be grabbing alcohol, but would still love to meet there if they have some other drinks. Right. you can just say that and just be really honest and with my relationship with Ryan, it's very interesting because, you know, he does not drink at all. We have not had alcohol together. He, you know, loved when I drank the glass of wine a few months ago, he thought it was like funny. Cause of course, you know, my tolerance was like, eh. so, you know, he liked that he would never judge me, but he also knows, you know, the way my energy shifts when I drink. And so he doesn't drink alcohol. It's just really, it's not something we think about. We don't mind being around it, but that's just never been an element to our relationship. And so, and he has, you know, of course drank in the past. And the thing is you would be surprised Because by you making this choice, by you trying this out, you never know who you could inspire and you can also find, you know, the power in choosing. So here's, here's my today relationship with alcohol. It's that, you know, I don't typically drink. I really don't drink alcohol, but if there was ever a time I wanted to celebrate, or if I really wanted to, I would. And that feels really good for me because I have the freedom and that's really what it is for you to have the power and the freedom, because sometimes we tell ourselves that we don't have freedom or power. It's like, oh, but my friends will make me, oh, well, I'm going to, what what I do? Right. But you do have choice. You do have power. So re-examine your relationship if you feel called. So I've loved connecting with you and sharing my story. I hope that it inspired you. Let me know. I would be so thrilled if you sent me a message on Instagram. At the mindful babe is my handle. If you just sent me a message and let me know your takeaway, let me know if anything really resonated, if you're gonna try to, you know, examine a new relationship with alcohol. I would be so thrilled to hear all about it. I'm so proud of you for being here and carving out this time for yourself to develop and hear new perspectives. And I'm so excited to see you on the next episode. If you loved this episode, of course. It would mean the world to me if you reviewed it. And I also love hearing from you. I'm sending you so much love. Have an incredible day. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.